Welcome in to Defeating the Curse, soon to be renamed, at least for cap shows, FP, you know, hat tip to you, my man, Defending the Cup is coming soon as we get ready for uh, for hockey season in Washington, D.C. But for tonight, it's a two-man show with a special guest talking about the Packers as they come to town to the Redskins. One of the worst topics I've ever heard, but I couldn't turn it off on Sports Talk Radio here in D.C. Could the Packers sell out FedEx Field if they played a home game, if it was one of their eight home games? And I think the answer is yes, given what the Colts did at FedEx and what the Dolphins did a few years back on opening on opening day. Um, let's park all the transient city stuff. Let's not get too you know over excited, overly excited about what our team is or what it isn't. I want to give some kudos to the Redskins brass for acknowledging that they have a problem connecting to the fan base. I don't know if Alex Smith knew that when he signed up to play quarterback for the Washington Redskins or not. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. We're going into week three. We hope to see a better crowd this week than we did last week. Although, let's let's be real. It's highly unlikely given that, given that the Packers are the team that are coming to town. And just uh, what I, th- I feel like we see them every year now all of a sudden. They travel well. That's not a secret by any means. So, let's. I mean, FP, is it is it reasonable to think that more Redskins fans will be in FedEx as opposed to Packers fans? Is that is that crazy to even have to ask this question? After week two, I I think it's definitely a crazy question. There's no way you're gonna show up to what everyone assumes is going to be an ass whooping and and come to to week three at FedEx after you lost to the Colts. I mean, I mean it makes no sense. Maybe it was I was the at the Colts game. Maybe it was the hurricane. Maybe. No, I was at the Colts game, and there was first of all, I'm shocked that the Colts travel so well, or if that speaks really bad to to the Redskins. But it, it wasn't a good experience from start to end, and there's just no way I would sign up for that when I knew it was going to be Green Bay coming into town. Maybe the 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 fans that want to see Aaron Rodgers will be there because I mean he is one of the best. But other than that, I don't see anybody really making an effort to go to this game. So before we jump into the Packers and, and actually bring in our guest and kind of break down some of the X's and O's on this game, Fat Rob goes to IR. Doxson is still a ghost. Um, there's, you know, we have two re- two new receivers in the building. Michael Floyd comes in, who has had some success over his career, but also many problems both on and off the field. Um, I, I mean, do you expect anything out of the, the new signings? Do you think they're going to get on? Will they get on the field? I'll tell you this. The the first thing I thought after I saw the signings that we did um, was the Redskins now have three first-round busts at wide receiver. That's the only thing I could think of. I'm not excited about the wide receivers at all. Until you get me Jordan Reed involved and Jameson Crowder involved and the, the proven guys involved, maybe Richardson – I'm not excited about the wide receivers at all. And any of the fluff that you bring in to try to excite the fans, it's not going to work for me. But I'll tell you, I'm a little excited. Maybe excited is the wrong word. I I have some mild expectations for what Michael Floyd can be in this offense. This team, you know, if you could just go back two seasons, you had a speed guy and a possession guy, right? You had DJX who could take the top off and you had uh, had, uh, Pierre Garçon, right? Who catch anything basically within that he could get his hands on, he was going to catch it. Michael Floyd isn't going to run past anybody, but he can catch all those, uh, you know, those, I guess we call them 50-50 balls that are that are a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. He can be that big-bodied possession receiver with sure hands, which they need, because right now, outside of Jordan Reed, 
there really isn't anybody else who's going to go five or six yards down the field with confidence, turn around and catch a ball to keep the chains moving. And, you know, they're not they're. I mean, look, let's not let's not pretend that all of a sudden this is going to put them over. These are two guys that were available. And if anybody else wanted them, they could have had them for essentially nothing. You know, I wanted I was hoping I think we were all hoping we had in our little um you know, in our, in our WhatsApp group, we were talking about should they make a move for Gordon? And now, you know, considering what the Patriots gave up, so, so Patriots, right? Like hashtag so Patriots yeah. here. Well, they give up nothing. essentially nothing to bring in a guy. If it works out, you know, Belichick, you know, looks like he is uh, again on top of the world with a extreme, extreme talent at that wide receiver position. If it, mm-hmm. I mean, if it doesn't work out, they literally gave up nothing. You, you would have to think the skins. I mean, there's a rumor going around Redskins Park, and we heard it a little bit directly from some of our sources. Yeah, we were considering it, but I don't know what that but is, but I really wish that they would have pulled the trigger or at least been a little bit more aggressive to bring in a proven talent, you know, to, to come to come catch the ball. I mean, what are your thoughts? Those are my thoughts. I think he would have been an upgrade no matter what. Definitely he would have been an upgrade. My question is if the but had to do with his off-field issues i mean we took a gamble the, the redskins took a gamble on on darius geis when when everybody left and right was saying that he had issues and it was proven that he didn't have issues and obviously gordon has a little bit more to deal with and and it's documented and proven and all that but like you said the risk factor to me way less than the potential value that you would have gotten if he if he came in and the redskins just started clicking and the deep threat happened and you basically had a Deshaun Jackson Fitz Magic moment happening, but with Alex Smith and Gordon. I mean, I don't know what the negative would have been. You would have lost the late round pick. That would have. I mean, if that was the that's the cost. Period. That's fine. Like to me, they should have done it, but it didn't happen. We roll with what we've got. You know, Michael Floyd. I think I, I'm not a big Perriman guy. Like I'm not a big just like oh he can run really fast because you know he still got to even if he runs past everybody he still got to catch the ball. And he hasn't been able to do that with any type of consistency throughout his career. So, like, you're not going to sell me on that. Michael Floyd, maybe. I think he can be serviceable. I think he can go out. Maybe, you know, if he gets you, you know, three, maybe four catches for 50 yards, 45, 50 yards, I would say, okay, fine. Like, that's that's more than what you're getting now anyway. Um, But if that allows a little bit more space for Reed to do something, I think there's... There's more positives than negatives with Michael Floyd. Um, you know, turning our attention here to the Redskins, let's look at the backfield. So if Matt Robb is gone, basically rolling with three. I don't think they've called up um, – they haven't called up uh, – was it Capri Bibbs? He's not up yet, right? No, he's still on practice, so it's just going to be uh, P. Ryan essentially re- replacing Fat Robb, which in my opinion I think it's better. I think there's more upside. Um, so I, I don't – I think it's kind of a push losing Fat Robb for P. Ryan, and I guess we're lucky – that the Redskins have that potential or that opportunity to kind of have a push. Sure. But if Peterson can't get through the line though, I mean, if the, if, if we get the offensive line that came out week one against Arizona, I think we're going to be just fine. Well, at least right. hold our own. We got, we'll have a puncher's chance, right? If we get the O line from last week against the no name Colts, we, we literally played a game called, is he a Colt? We couldn't name anybody. And they came out and freaking owned the Redskins. So yeah, well, it was especially bad because the Colts were in, a soft cover defense, which means you should be able to run down their throats, and we did nothing. So it doesn't matter if it was Fat Rob, P. Ryan, or Adrian Peterson. If you're getting that line from week two, I mean, 
Le'Veon Bell probably wouldn't even be able to to get many yards out of out of that that game. No, I mean, and Chris Thompson can only catch so many passes, and he can only right. be so involved, right? So, the Redskins definitely have some work to do, and it doesn't help that given the Packers, even with an you know, even if Aaron Rodgers isn't a hundred percent, if he's at eighty percent or seventy five percent, he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he I mean he showed on Week One what he can do essentially with one leg, right? And this isn't the first time he's done it. Like, you know, I used to be on the Skate Bayless train as far as, like, maybe he's not that great. But then the more I watch him, the more I'm like, no, like, I'm 100% wrong. And Skip is 100% wrong. He is great. And he gets it done with guys named uh, Geronimo, right? Like, he, anybody can go out there and play receiver. Uh, you know, it's it's the Brady effect. Like, this is a guy who right. is so – like, he can put guys in position to be successful. He sees everything. You're not going to trick him defensively. You can, you can kind of only hope to contain him. Um, but that being said – the Packers were pushed around a little bit. I mean, they were pushed around a lot, actually, by the Bears. And, you know, they ended up tying the Vikes. So, like, they're they're not, like, unbeatable, but the Redskins definitely have their work cut out for them. Yeah, well, my concern is the Bears' defense is, if not top 10, very, very close to top 10. Vikings' defense is definitely top 10. Um and they, 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 the, the Packers were still able to move the ball and get their points. So this will be the real test for the Redskins defense. If Aaron Rodgers comes in there broken and just dices us up and destroys us, I mean that that's it. I mean for me that's that's awful. That's the worst thing possible. Um, I I'm, I'm I have concerns, but I'll wait till we get into it with our guest. Um, but. It, it's a it's a scary situation to see I any mean, version of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let, let's be real. I mean, short of him getting injured and removed from the game, he he's right. the best player. He's the best player on the field at any point. Anytime he's on the field, he's the best player on the field. So, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Maybe maybe week one, Khalil Mack maybe was rewriting that script just a little bit. But overall, you know what you're going to get out of Aaron Rodgers, right? And I think our secondary is going to be tested. I think the linebackers are going to be tested. And and frankly, if if we can't get any pressure on him, we can't rough him up a little bit, you know, get into his head just a little bit. Um, I mean, the Packers have proven they don't need to run the ball to win. So the Redskins certainly have their their work cut out for them. With that being said, we do have a guest on the line. Uh, he's been wait, waiting patiently for the last I don't know seven to ten minutes or so while we talk and kind of set this up. Uh, but Fred Thurston from the Sweep Podcast, which can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter. And uh, on Twitter, at The Sweet Podcast, Fred covers the Packers. He is a Packers fan through and through. He is, um, well, I mean, we, we were we were excited and anxious to get him on, you know, somebody who follows the team closely. And I'll tell you, I got a ton of questions, um, even beyond just the Aaron Rodgers, is his leg going to hold up type stuff. Um, Fred, thank you for making time. Thank you for coming on the show, and thank you for, uh, for helping us get ready for uh, this matchup here in just a few days. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. And thanks for your patience as FP and I just kind of go back and forth talking about uh, woe is us as the Washington Redskins. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll toss the first one out to you, Fred. Um, Aaron, you know, A-Rod hasn't practiced consistently since week one, since he went down, obviously, with his injury. I mean, is he? can you gauge where he's at health-wise? Is he, uh, is he 50%, 70%, 80%? And, and I'll tell you right now, my follow-up question is going to be, does it actually matter if he's less than 100% uh, given – um, what he's done so far, basically on, on one leg. Yeah. I don't really know if it does matter. Um, when he's at a hundred percent, it's terrifying for any team. Um, and it's golden for us to watch. I think right now, um, you're probably looking at 
65, 70%, which I think is a good number. Um, but what he's come out and said is he's concerned about whether or not it's going to continue to hurt the more he plays, um, which is an obvious concern for us. We as Packer fans hold our breath every time the ball is snapped now because we're just terrified that something's going to happen to him. Um, but we see what he can do with one leg. We can see what he can do coming back from a collarbone injury. We can see what he can do with one calf completely messed up in 2014. I mean, the guy is insane. Uh, when you want to believe it's not going to happen, it happens. And that's the beauty of what he does. Um, I've heard many different uh, reporters, ex-players, current players. They always say that he's the only quarterback they've ever watched who can literally have a spot in his mind on a player and put the ball there with no question asked every single time. And that's impressive. I think we don't realize how great that truly is. And he's kind of become a little bit of a mythological creature here because he's been able to come back off these injuries and, and his, his performance against Chicago coming back out at halftime, Willis Reed type, uh, to do what he did was just, I think it put another chapter in his book. I don't know if it's Willis Reed type. I, I think it was a little yeah, bit more. Close. I think it was closer to like Paul Pierce faking an injury, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> no. getting, getting hauled away on a wheelchair and then coming all back. Maybe, maybe not. Who's going to, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I will, I will say that A-Rod, he, he is, he is to me, like when you look at what Brady has done consistently throughout his career with a basically either write-offs, cast-offs, or with the exception of Randy Moss and maybe Troy Brown, basically largely um, unknown or unproven receivers, like Rodgers seems to be doing the same thing. It seems like anybody that shows up in Green Bay with the ability to generally run around and catch a ball ends up becoming, you know, a, a one of the best receivers in the league. We saw this with Jordy Nelson. We're seeing, we saw it with Randall Cobb for the last, I don't know, however long. We're, we're seeing it now with Devonta Adams, and we're seeing it, uh, and, and Geronimo Allison, like, Geronimo's one of the coolest names ever. Who knew? I didn't know anything about him until he showed up and just started catching balls <laughs> left and right. So, He's doing it consistently with with a cast of characters that uh, largely are unproven. The big hole, and, and again, I don't, I don't want. I know we're not playing the, the the Brady's here, but Brady's never really had a consistent running game behind him. And you look at what the Packers have had over the years. I mean, you got to go way back into you uh, to find even a thousand yard rusher. Um, but there is, I mean, Jamal Jamal Williams had himself a nice game last week. I think he went for sixty yards. Ty Montgomery finally got some run. Um, but I think the big news, or, or you know, as Redskins fans, should we should we be worried or concerned about Aaron Jones coming back from his suspension? Well, it's interesting uh, to to go back to the Patriots. We kind of have that three headed monster like they've ran for so long. Uh, they've got we've got a speedy, shifty guy in Aaron Jones. We've got your Bruiser and Jamal Williams. You know, your your upright uh, kind of classic running back, and then you have Ty Montgomery, uh, who can be kind of your you know, James White, uh, Edelman kind of guy that can kind of go out, motion out, motion back in, mess with defenses. I think there's not really, you know, I think the game, the NFL, just NFL in general, we've kind of walked away from the classic running back, the 1,000, 2,000-yard kind of guy. There's a few out there still, one being on your team. Um, but Aaron Jones can open the field. And can really electrify plays. And you can bust plays. Jamal Williams can't. Ty Montgomery doesn't quite have that second gear. Um, whereas I think Aaron Jones is that guy that can make a play that looks like you're going to get two yards. Turn into 40, 50 yards. And that's an exciting feature for us. Because it, like you said, we have not had 
a running back like that. We had Eddie Lacy for a year, um, and then he ate himself out of the yeah, league. Come on. Fatty Lacy was never going to be <laughs> Fat Lacy for sure. Answer. Yeah. No, he was hungry, and being in Wisconsin with cheese curds and brats and beer, it is oh, a terrible, terrible, terrible. I know. <laughs> that sounds I just, amazing I, right I'm now. I'm drooling right Eddie, now. Eddie had um, no chance because of the food. No chance. And I knew that when we drafted him. I go, it's it's done. I'm like, he's we're gonna get one year out of him, and he's gonna leave in a fat casket. So, um, it, it's gonna be nice. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Aaron Jones is gonna do. I I have McCarthy's kind of played it off, and I'm not sure if I want to take him serious yet. But coming off of a suspension as a second year back, he's kind of acting like, well, Mayor, he might get a few touches, but we're going to ride with Williams and Montgomery. That's been McCarthy's MO. You know, if you make a mistake, he makes you feel it for at least a year. Um, But I think we're at a point now where we got to go. We got to put the right guy. If he's, if Jones is the guy, play him. I'm, you're setting me up perfectly here for, for my question. So, the Green Bay Packers, you guys started bottom half uh, in third down conversions, red zone touchdowns. And we just went over Aaron Rodgers and how amazing he is. Geronimo and all the receivers that Aaron Rodgers can make look amazing. And your running game, which may or may not work with Aaron Jones. Yet, like I said, you guys, the the, the Packers are struggling in red zone and third down conversions. What What is the answer more than personnel is is your play calling wrong is are is the line struggling to get that that one yard and third down like what is the real issue happening aside because the players aren't can't always be the issue especially when you have Aaron Rodgers under center exactly um I I want to I want to go with play calling um but I also want to point out that the first two time first two games we played what arguably the top five defenses um you know the bears defense is no joke i think they have what 10 sacks in two games and and obviously minnesota is what we know of Um, course but it's just i think over the last few years it's been a a play calling issue and i don't know if it's mike mccarthy to blame or if it's aaron Rodgers. um even with the minnesota game we could have put them away in the fourth quarter we chose to throw it uh with two minutes left uh on second and third down and basically give them that opportunity to get back. Whereas if we would have ran it, they would have ended up with, I think about 38 seconds left. Um, so we're kind of burying ourselves. We're kind of putting ourselves in bad situations by it. And when it comes to these third and ones, I don't know how else you, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers. There's no excuse for it. You just brought in Jimmy Graham. There's no excuse for it. You have to pick up these third oh, and ones. Come on. and without Jimmy them, Graham's a bum. Well, I mean, no, he's, no, he's a no. bum, but one in five in the red zone, thirtieth in the league. You, you, I'm totally, you I'm totally kidding on the bum thing. He's gonna like, he's gonna go for like two hundred fifty yards now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna regret we'll, it. We'll probably the the Redskins will probably drop a linebacker on him in in the red zone. I mean, he, he's look, a, he, he's huge. He's huge, but uh, come on, he he hasn't been dominant, Jimmy Graham, since he left Nola uh, over his contract sure. issue. Or like he had he stayed had he stayed in in Nola. Uh, I think his legacy would be very different than it is now, basically bouncing from team to team. But he, he did. I think he posted. Did he post ninety yards or ninety something yards last week? Yep. On, on yep. what a dozen or half Five a quarters. dozen catches. So he. I mean, it was his. It was a game. Yeah, for sure. He can. He can get it done. I mean, there's. There's no question about it. There's he had no some catches. About it. 
There's no question about it. But look, the running game is suspect. We know that. You know, when we look at the X's and O's of this, like the Packers, the Packers are going to do what the Packers are going to do. And from a Redskins perspective, if you can't slow down those receivers, because all three of them can, I mean, Randall Cobb is a little bit older now, but all of them can catch the ball. All of them can take it to the house. Um, you know, that's always been where, I mean, look, just a couple of years ago, FB helped me out here. When when the pack came to FedEx, I think it was in November-ish time frame, you know, the 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 skins put like a like a forty burger on them, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was yep. a Sunday night game. So like we yeah. we know that I mean now obviously this is a different quarterback and blah blah blah. The Redskins tend to rise to the occasion when they play the better teams. Um I, I don't think this is an I mean, I think the the line is shifty on this one as far from a betting perspective. I think it's going to be a closer game than most people expect. I expect a lot of Packers fans to be at FedEx. But that being said, neither either team, well, neither team has such a dominant defense that I just don't see Alex Smith getting shut down, and I definitely don't see Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if this is a shootout, certainly it favors the Packers. But there's a lot of unknowns, at least to me. There's a lot of unknowns on both sides. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Skins win. You know, Fred... What's your prediction? Like, what's your gut tell you about this game? How it'll play out? I don't think it's going to be as a blow, a big of a blowout as people think. Um, I don't. I think there's some good roster moves there. Uh, you guys have made some better moves with Snyder. Um, Alex Smith is a pesky quarterback who likes to upset certain teams uh, on certain days. The only problem with that is, is that Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith have a little bit of a history. Uh, where one was chosen and one wasn't, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't like that. Uh, he's He's got an ego with that, and I, I think he enjoys continuing to prove that that was the wrong call. Um, the one thing I'll have to say on our defensive side is, is, is it's been improved uh, to a degree. Uh, some young corners with a little bit more feistiness to them, which is something we needed. We do get back Josh Jones at safety, strong safety, which is huge. Kentrell Bryce made some pretty big mistakes against Minnesota. Uh, and we also get our third rounder, Oren Burks, back, who I think people are going to start knowing that name by the end of the season. Uh, a lengthy, speedy linebacker who can cover uh, something we've missed for a long time. So, Fred, sorry, um, I don't mean to cut you off here, but there's rumors floating around the internet, and it's the internet, so who knows what's what's up is. and what's down. <laughs> Earl Thomas or maybe Eric Reed coming in to play safety for the Packers? Is this is this a real thing? Is this Could this happen? Uh, anything could happen. Whether or not I think it will happen, I, I doubt it. Uh, Green Bay has a, quite a track record of not doing the fun stuff, not doing the awesome pickups, not doing the great free agent signings. Earl Thomas, though, would be huge. I, I mean, I think that changes a lot uh, of, of perception just amongst other teams, and it gives our defense a boost, Eric Reed as well. Um, I don't know if they do it because they've invested in HaHa Clinton Dix and Josh Jones. Um, it, it would, I don't know. I think you have to make moves. When you're looking at our division, the NFC North, with Chicago Bears and that defense, Minnesota and that defense, we're going to need a little something extra to beat some of these teams because Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play these guys twice a year, and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like it's been. And I wouldn't mind it whether or not – I wouldn't bet on it if I had to be honest with yeah, you. Maybe, maybe they'll up. trade for Le'Veon Bell. Who knows? I don't know. Who yeah, knows? yeah. So let, no let's let's keep discussing the game. I want to know what you as a Packers fan think the Packers are more concerned about with the Redskins. Do you guys 
fear our offense or any of the players, or are you guys truly concerned about our defense? Oh, I don't want to hurt feelings. Um, no, give it to us straight. I, We're Redskins fans. We can take I, it. All right. I'll be totally honest with you. I, I don't, I don't hate the defense. I think you guys have a good front seven. I like your draft picks the last two years in uh pain and, um, who am I missing here? Got Duran Payne and Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. Thank you. Zach Brown. Right. Yeah. A, a good front seven uh, corners. A couple guys I like that, you know, I've been looking at younger. Um, offensively, where are you at with receivers? I mean, I don't, there's just like no fear when it comes to throwing. Um, and Alex Smith doesn't put the fear in a lot of people. Um, so it's, it's offensively, I, I still feel like you guys are looking for something. But I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk defensively. I think you guys are going to bring it, and, and I think it's going to be tougher than than most Packer fans are going to give credit for. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alex Smith is—he's just—I'm not too afraid of him. But maybe, who, but maybe Josh Norman goes out there and goes like three picks, right? Maybe he gets three cherries on this on, in this game, or maybe and that can change it. Oh, oh, absolutely. But we know that he's capable. You guys would win. You guys will win if you guys oh, win the game. I think we're going to win the because game because of the defense. Okay. If you win, or or because Clay Matthews gets called on a bobo penalty. Oh my God! Don't start. Don't. I mean, how come that guy hasn't been busted for steroids yet? How does he look the same? He's never that's changed. All natural. No, he can't be. That, that's, that's I am all, jealous of his hair, though. That hair is something different. World. Dude, hair and muscles, man. Hair and muscles. <laughs> two thing. Two things. Joe lacks. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Well, hey, actually, no. I mean, at least I have right. the hair. You do have the hair, and you used to play football, right? So. Somewhere in the somewhere in those jelly rolls is uh, is some muscle too. They're so hiding. yeah, they're hiding. Yeah. That's okay. It's it's winter time now. Everybody's hibernating. No problem. Um, Absolutely. Fred, give me give me your outlook here on on the uh, the Packers season. Are they as are they as good as Bill? Will they challenge for the NFC crown? Oof, it'll be tough. The NFC is real tough this year. Um, I think they have a lot of potential. I think it's going to take a little bit to get the ball moving uh, and to get rolling. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers' injury does not help. Um, but I think if they can start getting the run game going, um, receivers look good. Devontae Adams is a, is a definite number one. Randall Cobb has a little bit of a resurgence without Jordy Nelson. Um, and I think if you get Jimmy Graham going, I think his last game was huge for him. Um, and I think they can start going in that defense as well. Uh, pretty darn young. Uh, so it's going to take a little bit. Uh, but Jair, Jair Alexander, our first-round pick, has got some feistiness to him. Both weeks he had uh, the play to end the game, but – was called back because of Clay's awesome uh, penalties. Um, so there's a lot of excitement with our secondary um, in what they can be. What they are right now is still a little scary um, if you're going to play some veteran quarterbacks, but they have a lot of potential. And I think, I think we're going to end up being pretty good. That tie is going to come back to haunt to haunt the Packers. I, I really, I, I really think so. And the Vikings for that oh, matter. Okay. Ties are terrible. The, the, in 2018, the NFL it's should shame. not have ties. It's it's completely. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's it's terrible. Like they need a like battle to the death. I don't I don't care if the game goes a million hours. Like or do something else. Find like after after uh, you know the the you know the full overtime period is complete. You know reduce the to like you know like prison rules or something like where you go five on five. I, I don't care. They got or or whoever hits the first like 60 yard field goal wins the game. It doesn't matter. But you yeah. have to have a winner and a loser. This whole like. 
you know, kissing your sister business and ties. Like this is terrible. This is it. Nobody wins. Nobody loses. It's nothing. We we experienced one last year in London, right? We went to London. Yep. We beat the snot out of the stupid Bengals, and we don't get credit for it because we can't kick field goals. You know, apparently in overtime, <laughs> like it's terrible. The the NFL's got to do away with the tie. It's just it's it's sucks. tough. It's, it sucks. Nobody wants tough. to see a tie. And and Minnesota is pretty used to kissing their sister, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> um, but it is. It's really – it was an awkward moment leaving the stadium because no one really knew if they should talk shit or not. They're all like, okay, good game, There's I nothing. Think. It's I nothing. Like, it's literally do. nothing. It's nothing. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. Was I mean, it's it's like a buzzkill. It's like not playing a game. Like, you know how you get a tie? <laughs> you just don't play the game and you get a tie. Right. They all so, got participation. participation exactly. You exactly. got nothing out of it. Exactly wrong all right well um let's let's wrap up this this show a little bit we usually end our preview shows with asking the fan or the commentator or whoever what they think the score is going to be um i will throw out this fun tidbit the redskins have to watch game film of kirk cousins to see how to play the green bay packers um that to me just sounds a little funny that we're watching game tape of kirk cousins but I don't. I, I think it's going to be more of a blowout than you are. I'm going to go twenty-eight seventeen Redskins. Fred, where you at? Um, I will say one thing: Cousins does have better statistics going into this game. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Alex Smith has better statistics than Cousins. So that's an exciting. So good move on your guys' part on that one. Um, I'm going to go thirty-five twenty. Green Bay. 520. That's a lot of points. So let's look at the number here. The The line is set at total points set at 45.5. I feel like that's low. That's my, uh, that's, too. I feel like that's low. I think they're going to both go for over total over 45. FP, where are you at? No, I'll, I'll take under 45. Under. Okay. And Fred, I think you went over on that as well. Yep. Big time. And then the spread, Washington plus three. Oof. I don't know. They they have a so what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Odd Shark. It looks like uh, the Redskins are favored. Twenty five to eighteen is the final score. That's pretty terrible too. I'm gonna take the Skins. I'm gonna go with my, my with my usual Redskins <laughs> fifty, Packers three. I think that's. Uh, I think it could happen. It's unlikely, but you know that's what I think will happen. I think the over. I think they're gonna be safely over. Actually, I think the more. I think Gruden's gonna have to exercise some of. The other components of his offense, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get the the receivers involved, and just. I mean, if you throw the ball 30, 35 times, someone's gonna catch eighteen to twenty of them. Somebody's gonna be able to get into the end zone more frequently than not. So, uh, I think the over is good. I think the Redskins have a shot. Um, you know, you know, looking at it a little bit more holistically, they really needed that Colts game last week. Um, it's a shame that they didn't get it, but you know. Beating the Packers is will go a long way with the fan base. It'll go a long way with the standings as well. I mean, that's an NFC losing to the Colts. Ultimately, a team that's you know not in your division. You're not really competing with them for anything. You can kind of okay, fine. Like it sucks, but you move on. But you know you did beat Arizona and they're terrible. But if you can get a win on the Packers, given that they have a tie and you would have a game on them as well, I mean, it's never too early to start looking towards the playoffs <laughs> and what the wild card scenarios may be. Um, you know, so you, you figure two of those three, maybe three out of four in the uh, NFC North are going to be competing for playoff spots. So we'll take it where we can get it. And if we can get a win against the Packers this early in the season, I think, 
that would be great for the fan base. It'd be great for the team. And, and hopefully we can uh, start to see things work a little bit better. But um, so it looks like we're split. Well, well, not really. We're going two to one. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm on, I'm on the skins, FP's on the skins and Fred, you're on, you're on the Packers. So, uh, any, any final thoughts, any final questions, FP, before we let Fred go? Any fantasy questions, any players you want to highlight? Oh, you think Jordan um, Reed gets into the end zone? I'm hoping Jordan Reed gets into the end zone. Um, more likely, I never, more likely for Adrian Peterson to get to a hundred yards, or for Aaron Rodgers to rush for a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers to rush for a touchdown would definitely happen before we rush for a hundred yards. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Fred, thank you so much for coming on. For everyone that's listening, Fred Thurston, check out the Sweep Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at the Sweep Podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and pretty much everywhere else that you get podcasts from. Make sure to give him a listen. Give the gentleman a follow as well. Fred, thank you so much for making time for us. We really appreciate you coming on and and talking a little bit about the Packers and giving us some insight into what to look for. And uh, we hope we beat the uh, the snot out of you on Sunday. But uh, it was nice having you on. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Go Paco. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Fred. Hey, out of the Redskins. FP, um, <laughs> where is LP tonight? Is it a um, soccer game? Is it is he shopping for baby accessories? What, what's going on with LP? I think his brother's in town. Ah, maybe. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think, I, yeah, I have no idea where he is. He's probably doing something sensitive. Okay. Um, yeah. That's okay. We all need to uh, tap into that side every once in a while, I suppose. Sure. Maybe. I'm, maybe. I'm, I'm enjoying a nice pumpkin beer and watching the Caps preseason game. You are not watching Browns and, uh, and jet, jet Setters, Jet Liners? As fantastic as that game sounds, absolutely not. Okay. All right. Well, I can't blame you for that. Um, any thoughts on the Caps? Or you want to park uh, uh, when, we, when we start doing uh, Defending the Cup podcasts? Any, any I'll early leave, season, mid-season thoughts? I'll leave everyone with Pre-season this. thoughts. We did a great job maintaining the roster. Um, the new coach, Reardon, is not going to be an issue. It's going to be a very smooth transition. And the East in the NHL is very similar to the East in the NBA with LeBron leaving. Um, so it is very winnable for us. The West in the NHL has four powerhouse teams that will beat the snot out of each other. So if we make it back to the cup, we'll have a good chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thanks, FP. Thank you, everyone, for listening. For FP, my name is Joe. Thank you so much. This has been Defeating the Curse. Hail to the Redskins. We need to get this win on Sunday. Stay tuned for a fantasy show. Later on, uh, before lineups are due, nobody's got Browns or Jets, so it doesn't matter anyway, but fantasy show coming up soon. Stay tuned for that. Hail to the Redskins. Man, I hope we crush the the stupid Packers, but we'll see what happens on Sunday. Thank you all for listening. For FP, my name is Joe. We are...